Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brez. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And later on this morning, we'll be doing a shout out to local businesses that have recently applied and qualified for BBB accreditation. Archery is almost as old as the land itself and is said to have been widely known among Indigenous peoples of North America from about 500 AD. Archery became an Olympic sport in 1900. So this morning, we'll learn more about the modern sport of archery as we welcome Chris Kirk, a technician and instructor with the Archer's Nook in London. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Monica. So let's talk a little bit about the popularity of the sport of archery and how and where it's practiced. Well, it's very popular, getting more popular all the time. And it actually goes back even further than what you were saying. Archaeologists say about 80,000 years. So um, right now, present time, the Archery Trade Association did a, a survey back in 2015 and found about 24 million archers just in the US, um, more popular in Europe and even more popular in South Korea. We don't know how many archers there are in Canada, but there's lots of clubs here. It's increasing all the time. And it's not, I mean, you don't have to compete in it. And it's something that, yes, you can do leisurely or compete. In the London area, we have lots of archers come to our indoor range here. Um, we have a regulation 18 meter indoor range. Uh, there are lots of clubs in the area or city archers just north of the city. Wellington Street Sportsmen, East Elgin Sportsmen, Oxford Fishing Game. So lots of clubs and you don't need to have a lot of space. Some people have their own backyard range. Now, before you go and make one, you have to make sure that it's, it's safe. Um, if an arrow leaves your yard, then the neighbors are calling the police. But I mean, when I lived in London, I used to practice in our laundry room. So you don't need a lot of space to practice. So Chris, how, how would someone get started in the sport of archery? Really the best way would be to come into a, a reputable pro shop, one that caters to more than just one discipline. So here at the Archer's Nook, we've got traditional style Olympic recurve, uh, bow hunting, as well as a target compound. And every one of us, shoot, we've all competed or do compete in archery. Um, we can get you set up and trying different bows for you to decide which one you like. I would also suggest though that you get a lesson or two to get started. Just, just shorten the learning curve and uh, avoid a lot of frustration. So, Chris, is this something that people could even rent equipment and then try it out for a period of time? Or do they have to invest in um, buying some things if they wanted to, to, to try it out? There are places that rent out equipment. We don't. We encourage you to try it before you buy it to make sure that the bow is right for you. But as far as coming into the store and say, I want to rent a bow at this time, we don't do that. But there are places that that will rent out equipment. So, uh, but we definitely, we, we would prefer you to try something just to make sure you know what you're getting into. Are, are, are there any ranges set up like uh, driving ranges for golfers? Are there any ranges set up like that for archers? Oh, uh, well, definitely. And 
some of the clubs will let you go and see what the club is like. And most of them have a trail that run through the woods. So uh, four city archers, for example, they have uh, target butts set out. They don't have an indoor range, but they have target butts set out outside to, to sight in and practice. But then they also have a trail going through the woods with multiple targets. So you're shooting uphill, downhill. It's kind of like golf, um, but a lot more challenging. Some cities actually have three archery ranges uh, run by the city. I know Toronto down in uh, uh, Seton Park uh, it, by the Ontario Science Centre. They've got a range with butts set from 18 metres to 90 metres. So you'll get Olympic shooters there practicing as well as just recreational archers as well. And it's run by the city, it's free. So let's talk about age. Can children get involved in archery? Yeah, it's not like it's a, a sport that you have to get into when you're young, like figure skating or gymnastics. You could be any age getting into archery, although a lot depends on the kid's attention span. So real young kids, they don't have the attention span. They'll get frustrated trying to, uh, uh, trying to shoot it because it is a, a precision sport. So probably around nine is a good age for kids to start getting into it. But certainly younger, I've, I've given lessons to five-year-olds. What would be the first thing uh, we'd do if we decided we'd like to uh, take up archery? Uh, we visit the store. What, what's, the, what's the first thing that we need to know? And, and uh, what kind of choices are we going to be presented with? A lot would depend if you've been in any kind of a shooting sport at all. And we go by eye dominance, not handedness. So you might be right-handed and think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a right-handed shooter, but you might be left eye dominant. So I would go with your eye dominance. I, I'm left-handed. I throw left. I do most things left, but I'm right eye dominant. I shoot right. I'm a right-handed archer, meaning I'm drawing the bow back with my right arm and aiming with my right eye. That's very critical. So I can shoot left but only if I close my right eye. Otherwise, I'm going to try and aim with my right eye and I will miss feet to the right. So we determine that and then we'd start drawing a bow. We'd give you a couple of pointers, draw a bow back. And I always think of it kind of like weightlifting. I mean, you go into a gym, you don't start lifting your body weight. You start off with a light weight. Learn how to shoot first, and then all the while you're getting stronger, better form. And then when you want more performance, go up, change the limb weight, whether it's a, a recurve, get a, uh, another set of limbs, or if it's a compound, you can turn the limb bolts up and uh, get more weight that way and more performance. Chris, what are some of the mistakes people make when they um, come into the shop? A lot of people, or the mistakes most people make when they get into archery is they try and buy equipment online or for somebody else without knowing really what eye dominance they are and how much weight they can handle. I mean, we've seen guys that are like, you know, definitely macho guys, you know, weightlifters, and they think, well, yeah, I'm strong. I want to start out with 40 or 50 pound bows and they can't do it. Most, most of them just don't know how to do it. It's too much weight to start with. Start with a lightweight bow, use it as a trainer, 
and go from there. First, learn how to shoot, then go for performance. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning is Chris Kirk, a technician and instructor at the Archer's Nook in London. And we'll learn more about archery after this short break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, and our guest this morning is Chris Kirk of the Archer's Nook here in London. So let's talk a little bit about physical demands. Like what physical demands does archery actually put on the body? Well, if you start off right, not a lot. (laughs) Um, It will build upper body and core strength as well as coordination. The biggest problem that people run into, and, and it's a guy thing, it doesn't happen with women, is guys tend to be too macho and say, I'm strong, I can pull so much weight. It's fun to shoot a bow once, but it's more fun to be able to shoot it 60 times. And if you're struggling with the weight, you're never going to be accurate. So um, you only get points for hitting your target. So upper body strength, I mean, you could be in a wheelchair and still shoot archery. So it's upper body strength and coordination that it's gonna give you. And if you start with a lightweight bow, it's not a lot of uh, physical demands on your on your body. Chris, you mentioned uh, two different types of bows, composite and what was the other one? No, compound, compound. and recurve. Compound the and... Compound bow is, they have cams or pulleys on them. That's, let me put it this way, a, a timeline of archery. The first bows that came out were long bows. They've been around for about 80,000 years. Then recurves. So recurves, the limbs are made in a mold produces a faster shot, easier to draw back, smoother, and they've been around maybe three to 5,000 years. Compound bows have been around for about 70 years. So you will definitely become more accurate quickly with a compound bow because you don't have to hold as much weight when you're at full draw. Whereas with a long bow or a reaper, definitely requires more skill and you're holding the maximum amount of weight when you're at full draw. So what does it cost to get started? So a decent recurve package, everything that you really need, uh, you could be about $250 to $300, maybe a little less for a kid's bow, and for a compound bow, about $650. And in, if you're a professional archer, what investment do you have to do in regards to equipment? aside from heart and soul, thousands, <laughs> thousands. I mean, it's like any other sport, golf, for instance, uh, fishing, cycling, athletes are constantly looking or chasing better accuracy. How can I do this easier and get more points? And they will buy more bows. They'll buy different arrows, different arrow rests, different sights. Um, yeah. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> so it's great to love, but it does come with a little bit of an investment. Um, let's also talk about licensing. You know, a bow and an arrow is a weapon. So is there licensing required? No, there's not. Um, there's no license required to buy, own, or use a bow and arrow. Now, as far as a weapon, it can be used as a weapon and has been for thousands of years, but not so much anymore. I mean, they're hard to conceal. 
they're slow to shoot. I mean, there's 15 to 20 seconds between each shot. It's a one shot deal. Yeah. I mean, unless you're an elf with a quiver with a inexhaustible supply of arrows, I mean, no, as far as weapons, when was the last time you ever heard of a bank being robbed or a plane being hijacked with someone with a bow and arrow? Never. So, I mean, the weapon of choice now, guns, knives, baseball bats. So that said too, archery's a very safe sport. Um, I, I know this because I did a project with my son for school and they were wondering how, how dangerous it was. They put it slightly more dangerous than badminton. So it's, it, it's a, a safe sport. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the competition side and uh, what is involved in that and, and as an Olympic sport. Uh, do you compete? I do compete. I've competed with compound bows, mostly with compound bows, and now with Olympic recurve, although um, that's a style. I'm nowhere near that caliber of an archer. Um, I took it up just for the challenge. It's definitely harder. In the Olympics, they only have recurve bows. There, there are world championships for compounds. So world championship compound, uh, they're shooting 50 meters. In the Olympics, they're shooting a recurve, which is harder, more skill, and they're shooting 70 meters. So it's definitely a test of skill. So Chris, archery has some demands on you physically and mentally, but there seem to be some other benefits to archery. And you told us a story earlier uh, that kind of illustrates this. So this lady um, that had set up a, a retreat for PTSD patients, and most of them were women, uh, she, she had all kinds of programs for relaxation and stuff, and she had nature walks, horseback riding, um, yoga, and she thought of archery as well. And she was looking at as, as you draw an arrow back, you're intaking energy, and then as you release, you're expelling bad energy. And she at first didn't even care about our uh, accuracy. She just wanted to release that arrow and the thrill that it gives people. Well, she had so many programs running. She said that she had to cut something uh, to make the program a little bit shorter. So she said that she was cutting yoga. And I was like, I was just totally blown away by that, that she, uh, thought so much of archery and that it was so beneficial as a, uh, a therapy. Um, yeah, I, I see it all the time with, not all the time, a lot of the times with people the first time they draw and release an arrow, they, they just get a huge thrill or, or they're afraid to let the string go. And when they finally do, they just, yeah, you can see it. And the reaction that they have is, is awesome. So besides uh, some physical um, benefits, to archery, it sounds as though that uh, there might be some some psychological benefits to it as well. So, absolutely right. Once you learn archery, and and all the um, the top athletes will say, once you learn and you've mastered that, ninety percent is mental. So you can be defeated by somebody that is inferior as far as skill as long as they've got the mental capacity. If you falter thinking somebody's going to beat you, you're going to be beat. 
So it's definitely a mental game. And a lot of top athletes uh, will struggle with the mental side. As far as trying to be so precise, but if you're not competing at home, I, I shoot my workshop at home and I could be shooting 60 arrows or, or more in a night. And I'm only about 10 feet from my target pot. It's just drawing back and releasing. And it's just to keep in condition and get the, the muscle memory. Besides, Besides that, that muscle memory, it sounds as though there's a therapeutic uh, release uh, each time that you let that, that arrow go. I, I think so. Although maybe more so when you don't have a target, because I know you can get bent out of shape if they're not going where you want. <laughs> well, Chris, we <laughs> want to thank you very much for your time here this morning. And I'm sure you've piqued the interest of a number of people who might just want to visit the store and uh, uh, give, it a, give it a try. Uh, what's the best way to contact uh, the Archer's Nook? phone us, give us a call. And I mean, you don't have to set up an appointment, but a lot of people do, especially now until uh, our stores at full capacity, uh, we're still under the lockdown and restrictions, but um, we have whole families come in and, and test out uh, equipment. So uh, that would be your, your best bet. Well, thanks again, Chris, for your time here this morning. All right, Jim, you're welcome. Chris Kirk is a technician and an instructor with the Archer's Nook in London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Look for the Archer's Nook in the BBB directory or search for Sporting Goods Retail to find them and to learn more. We'll be back in a moment with notes on businesses that qualified for BBB accreditation in May. And we're back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB serving Western Ontario. Being part of an association has many benefits, but how is applying for BBB accreditation different than just gaining an associated membership? BBB accreditation applications are reviewed to ensure that the businesses are and can meet the high business standards defined by BBB. This means that we do decline accreditation to certain businesses if they do not meet those standards. So any business that is accredited, you can expect to have a high standard of trust and integrity from the products and services that they offer. And this morning, we want to congratulate some newly accredited businesses, starting with B&R Paving. Congratulations to Ryan Leggett, the co-owner of the company that serves London and surrounding area. It's a small family-owned and operated business with 20 years experience. Dalette Zakaria is the owner-operator of Eden Trends, a company that features home improvement products, including kitchen cabinets, quartz countertops, backsplashes, flooring, lighting, and bulbs. Fireside windows and doors offer a range of home improvement options, windows, patio doors, entrance doors, bays and bows, as well as siding and roofing. Congratulations to Rob Brocklebank in Thorndale. And congratulations to Travis Hillman, the owner of Thor Roofing, serving Strathroy and surrounding area. When you find their listing in the BBB directory, you'll find a link to their Facebook page and photo gallery of all of their products. And 3S Stores is an online outlet that operates 20 stores in nine countries and is headquartered in Windsor. President Sergei Varyoshov started out selling art supplies 
in 2005, and the company expanded to other specialties. Wireless First Aid is a provider of consumer and corporate phone and internet service, and is an authorized dealer for Bell and Lucky Mobile. They also offer repair services for Apple, PC, and smartphone devices, from repairs to malware repair. Congratulations and welcome to all of these accredited businesses. If your business would like to apply for BBB accreditation, you can contact the BBB office and you'll find full information at BBB.org. And Monica, that's all of our time for this edition of Ask BBB. You can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.